Are you ready? Are you ready for this? When I was six, we moved from Nigeria to America, and the transition was tough. You're an African booty scratcher. <laughs> Real tough. My wife and I were brought up having two totally different cultural influences and identities. What's interesting is that in the good old US of A, we can be seen as one and the same, black. Interestingly enough, there was a stark difference between being African and African American. Listen to this episode as we share some of the meanest things kids used to say during our elementary years in school. The differences between our household culture and the larger cultures that we were a part of and how our early upbringings affected our sense of self going into our early adult years. And what happens when a European-born West African and South Florida-born African-American fall in love on this episode of the Black Daddy Podcast. One, two, three. Daddy! You're listening to the Black Daddy Podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. African and African American. All the nuances of that. Uh, those who were brought here, those who chose to come here. Yo, so, dear, you and I have an interesting situation here where on the outside, people will look at us and say, hey, that's a cool black couple oh wow look at them beautiful black family right but uh the interesting part is that we have some very uh interesting insightful conversations about um our identities uh me as a native floridian uh being um i guess categorized as african-american and Mm -hmm. then your family being from Africa, like from Africa, like the motherland, like from Ghana, West Africa, like you being African and coming to the States later on in your life when you were three and just how that's affected uh, our approach to life, our baggage or non-baggage, how we view success, education and different things. So I think it's an interesting conversation to kind of let the masses in on. And um, I kind of want to hear from you. Like, okay, so give us a little bit about uh, kind of your parents, um, where they're from, where you were born, and kind of your early years uh, being in America and hailing from the continent of Africa. Okay. So my mom and dad are from Ghana, West Africa. Um, specifically, my dad is from Osim. My mom is from Kibi. And they were raised there, uh, educated there, and uh, got married there. And then um, my dad came to the States to do his residency as a medical doctor. And my mom's mom and my mom's two sisters, so my maternal grandmother and aunt's were living in England at the time. And um, so after they got married, um, my dad had come to the States and my mom went to England, or when she was pregnant with me, I should say. Um, So after they got married, they were in Ghana for some time. And then when she became pregnant with me, uh, went to England and I was born there. I stayed there until I was three. My dad came over there um, to visit, but then we eventually joined him in the States um, in Maryland at the time, Maryland, Virginia, DMV area, DC, Maryland, Virginia is where we were rooted. 
Um, and so that was when I was three years old. And yeah, did you want me to share more? Or? Okay. So uh, give me a little bit of your experience um, as, I mean, is it, is it, would it be safe to say that you are an immigrant? Um, I've never actually thought of myself that way. Um, I mean, I didn't become a citizen of the United States until I was an adult. How I consider myself is first generation, meaning that I was raised, you know, American. I'm very Americanized. Very Americanized. So um, I have been back to Ghana uh, a few times in my life. Um, the most recently in 2013. Yeah, I this is home. Home to me would be um, well, really heaven is my home. Hallelujah. Oh gosh, okay. But mm-hmm. um, spiritual, <laughs> spiritual girl. Away. Home to me would be uh, wherever you are, my love. Oh, that's and so sweet. You're always in America, so I, I appreciate that. Okay, so you would not consider yourself an immigrant, but you you would phrase it as first generation. Yeah. In America. Uh, if I was to call you an immigrant, would that be something that you would see as being, um, is that like dis- distasteful? No, no. I just, um, I just don't think it applies because when I think of an immigrant, I think of someone who, you know, speaks their native tongue, cooks and eats their native food, knows about politics in their home country. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I think of. Okay. Um, so, and that's not me. <laughs> so it would just kind of be like, hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, now here's what's funny. So kind of back to the African, African-American thing as an African-American, I would say that you are an immigrant because you weren't born in America and you uh, came from another country. And although you may not presently uh, have this substantial connection to um, your culture and food and tongue, political, et cetera, et cetera, you still have a sense of. Uh, familiar contact to your native country. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you mentioned, your mom's sisters are, are still in England, which is where you were born. But like you also mentioned, you were actually able to go back to your native country and experience family ties that are there. And although maybe you didn't speak the language, et cetera, well, et cetera. Here's, here's I, I'm just to, just to clarify, I'm taking it to the literal definition. I looked it up. So an immigrant um, to immigrate is to come into another country to live permanently. Right. And so um, I was born in England and then I came to America. Right. And so either way, those cultures are Western as compared to um, Africa. So um, in both English speaking, I mean, I mean, Ghana is English speaking, too, but um, it's that's what I mean of if I lived in Ghana, like I have I have cousins and friends right. who born in Ghana and then came when they were like 10. Right. That's different. That's immigration to you. I mean, I'm just telling you from a definition. Actual definition yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, like they cool. lived in there. They lived it. Cause I've never lived in Ghana. All right. That's, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. So, but then in, okay. So now you're saying, okay, Eastern, Western. So Eastern, uh, you would say as compared to another country, uh, Africa will be Eastern to both America and Britain. 
I'm just talking about like culture, like civilization, okay. like cultural, like developmental, cool. third world versus right. yeah, like okay, as cool. far as back in the 80s. Cool. So moving off of the whole immigration yeah. thing, because it seemed like you don't want to be known as immigrant. That's okay, babe. Uh, no, I do. I'm just saying like first generation we'll call it first I'm generation. so Americanized I feel like it's disloyal almost like I wouldn't mind being an immigrant like I wish I am not a true immigrant <laughs> I wish I was I really do like I think that's so awesome like my friends who are from other countries like who are also yeah. first generation right. who do know so much of their culture like I love that like because it's just so much more depth to them mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. you know um yeah I wish I had that. Gotcha. I get on my dad all the time to this day. Like, he just thinks I, like, osmosis absorbed the language of Chui, which is, you know, the Akan language. And I spelled it T-W-I, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I don't know Chui. back up, Akan is the tribe that your family's from. No. Ashanti. Yeah. Yes. Ashanti is the tribe. Chui is the native tongue. And Ghana is Africa. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, growing up. Okay, now here's what's interesting. So, although you were born in England, um, moving to to Maryland and spending some of your early years there. Yeah. Um, so, as you mentioned before, your dad uh, is a medical doctor. So, the the schools that you moved in growing up. Yeah. Um, a lot of white people. Doc. Yes. So, <laughs> so uh, majority white. All right. So, talk about the filter that they had towards you. Uh, in that particular echelon of society, did they see you as being African, or you seen as being black? And then, they, and then, kind of, kind of unpack that experience. You mean like at school, right? Yeah, just at school. Yeah, at okay. School. All right. So my um, oh, first I, memory. I, I know what what you're gonna mention. Mention the the kind of the story of of your cousins and how they made fun of. Oh, my British accent. Yeah. Right. So all of my you know American family friends and then like people from church. Um, I had I was a little three year old girl and you know I had a British accent which I just made it my goal like to lose as quickly as possible because I was made fun of you know how it sounded. And so that was, by the time I was school age, it was gone. Like by the time I was five and in kindergarten, it was gone. Um, So from three to five, I stayed home with my mom and, you know, she taught me, you know, Mm -hmm. different things. And then by the time I was um, in school, that was gone. So I just spoke like, you know. Everybody else. Yeah. Well, no, I spoke what was considered like a white girl. So, Mm. yeah. Okay. So now we have the dynamic of. Um, you being African, mm-hmm. maybe in the lens of your schoolmates, black. Yeah. And now you're black, but yet you are. You talk your vernacular, your uh, and your inflection, all that stuff is is that of a white person, right? So they um my my teachers understood I was African. Yeah. You know, um, but my classmates just knew I was different. Yeah. My black, my white classmates just thought I was black, black mm-hmm. and that my parents were probably, you know, black. smart. Okay. Yeah. And which is why I smart, talked smart good. blacks. Which is why I talked good. <laughs> they, yeah. They were smart black. <laughs> um, and then the the city we lived in was Bowie, Maryland. Bowie back then was predominantly white. Bowie today That's is like yeah, yeah, black. A yeah. lot of affluent black. Um, 
an affluent black community, I would say, as far as like mm-hmm. the whole country, you know, yeah. and definitely in that area. But um, yeah, so it was, um, but like in our neighborhood, we were the only, um, the only black family in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just find it so interesting that, okay, although you're, you were born in in the UK. Your your mom, your mother and father directly, and then your grandmother, and then your other family who were actually natives of, like, born in Ghana, Ghana yeah. probably wouldn't consider themselves to be blacks. Like, we are African. No. Right? Oh yeah, for sure. But but yet yeah, here you are. You're thrust into the the larger American culture, yeah. and then immediately, in some ways, your identity becomes I'm black because of. The, the school I'm in, the neighborhood I'm in, like yeah. I'm surrounded by quote unquote whites that yeah. then makes me black, which in a way, some of those cultural nuances of being African are lost in certain circles. Yeah. Right. Interesting. But interestingly enough, our household was not viewed as black. Hmm. I was viewed as black. My parents were African. Yeah. If that may, if, yeah. Wait, time out. So... You're saying in your household you you view it as black? Yeah. No, 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 not by my I'm parents. Like, oh, wow. I mean from so the your, outside your looking in. Like, my yeah, neighbors. Yeah, yeah, my neighbors. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, no, no. In the household, no, you're, you're African. You're Afri- yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's not even so much African. Honestly, like the the term African wasn't really it was Ghanaian. You're Ghanaian. How about that? Um I'm the not, thing is another Africa. Layer. Africa's not a country. Right. So it's not like American. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. some, okay, you're a Floridian, you're from Montana, whatever. Yeah. You don't really make that designation. When you go to another country, mm-hmm. you know, or when you go overseas, it's like you're American. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but African, you're, you know, it's a continent. Mm-hmm. So within Africa, the countries oh, are so different. Like, yeah. I mean, so, so different. So mm-hmm. different. Like even mm-hmm. in Ghana alone, the tribal... Mm-hmm. distinctions and mm-hmm. just like it, there's different languages in Ghana like it's mm-hmm. not just all Chui mm-hmm. there's some um, regions in Ghana because it's like divided you know by regions and like there's somewhere they don't even like they're just it, it's more of the stereotypical African like a Bushman mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. know more primal and like that type mm-hmm. of thing and then you have like Accra and the the capital in the surrounding area that's just more like America like right. it you know right. looks like developed Um, yeah it's developed yeah yeah. and um and so it's like even in ghana there's people who don't know that other people exist like that other types of people exist Mm -hmm. i don't like so here in america you know if you have a new yorker right who's born in new york raised in like all Mm -hmm. they know is new york like they're they Mm -hmm. can't drive they can't anything because that's new york you know and then like they don't know necessarily that there's someone who exists like who um like someone in Mississippi mm-hmm. who's like, you know, backwoods, like never been on a train, doesn't mm-hmm. know nothing about no subway, don't mm-hmm. know like those two people may not know the other one exists. Right. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, other than T V. Right. Like they can literally live in the same country, mm-hmm. not ever know that the other exists because their American experience is so different. Right. Exactly. So it's the same thing in Ghana. Ghana is a country like yeah. America, yeah. much smaller, but a country nonetheless. And there's different parts where you know so that's just Ghana. Africa has so many countries mm-hmm. that in all of those countries you have these, you know, you different, nuances. Different nuances. And, yeah. So to just term someone as African. African. Okay, so we're going to... It's we're gonna, like saying human being. Yeah, like, yeah. like it's just... 
so broad. Let's let's put a, a bookmark there in your story. So let me let me. But kind of I do. People but up. hold on, I do have this one story to to, to answer and your original then question. I'm get into to answer your original question of school. This so, was my first story. <laughs> was what I was gonna say. So passionate. I gotta get this story out Go because ahead. it ties into it. Go anyway. Um, <sighs> being in kindergarten, I remember we had gone back to Ghana. For like the holiday. And when we came back, my teacher asked me, oh, so where did you go? And I told her "Um, we went to Ghana and that was kind of the end of that. And when I went home and I at dinner time and I told my parents that she had asked me that and that I told her, I remember my dad being like, you don't say that. These people, they don't know what Ghana is. You say Africa. You say you went to Africa. And I was just like, okay. But it was, it that showed me the ignorance that exists in America that I would be, if I wasn't labeled black and people knew more yeah. of like my background, that it would be African and not so much Ghanaian. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for saying that because that, that's See, a, that's a, that yeah, appreciate that. That's a softball pitch to me because I would say, being a Native American, not Indian, but a person born in America, <laughs> in particular being um, uh, categorized as a as an African-American um, and then being a native Floridian. Like so I was born and raised in Florida, growing up in South Florida, where you have um, you have the um, Caribbean population and you have, um, you know, the. Um, South America, you know what I'm saying? Like Cuban, Dominican Republic, kind of like that, that situation. Um, going to school with someone like you, to, mm-hmm. to your dad's point, I would have said that, that the little African girl. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have had the vernacular, not vernacular, but I wouldn't have had the, um, the geographical reference to be able to, oh, like, oh, she's from Ghana, right? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't have been aware of the nuances. So, to, to, to your dad's point, or it's West so African. I know one thing he said, I was like, why? And he, you know, kind of challenged him. And then he was just like, the most you can say is West African mm. for them to even almost understand. And then the other thing, there's a country, Guyana, right? Which is which an is island, island country. country right? And there's, you know, if people hear Ghana, Guyana, right. they All just right. they, mix they, they them. Yeah. So, yeah. That's so interesting. Okay. So, um, What's so interesting about that and unpacking that is you automatically see uh, from the jump how in America, you and I, it's interesting, you know, doing foster care is like on our application, you know, race, black, right? Like, well, yeah, that's the color of my skin. Right. And my dad's skin. You're not black like the microphone. Yeah, but I'm black like you're black. That's my point. Right. I get what you're saying. And we can get into the whole, whatever. Another episode for that, right? Okay. So we, um, you know, I love your brown skin. (laughs) So we would have to uh, identify as black. Will you please stop being black together, right? Um, But what's so interesting is that culturally, I love how you mentioned how in the outside world you were black, but when you came home, you were African. And I'm sorry, you were Ghanaian, mm-hmm. not even African, right? right? It was right. you are Ghanaian, which came with its own sense of identity, right. et cetera, et cetera, right? Yeah. Whereas in comparison to my upbringing, I think I, I would say like that I really became like aware of race or like me being different or whatever will probably be like elementary school, maybe uh, fourth grade. Um, and uh, and just this, this awareness of... Um, Okay, like as a as a black little boy, um, hearing the term, um, uh, either what well, actually two terms. I remember growing up around a lot of Haitians, right? Mm-hmm. And so to be called a Haitian 
was almost um, to a kid being called something like a butthead. You didn't want to be called a Haitian because Haitian mm. was synonymous with um, dirty or nasty or this or that. Right. Yeah. But what's so interesting is that, you know, growing up in South Florida is like to a Haitian they came with a, a, such a sense of pride. Like yeah. I'm from Haiti. I made it to America. I have my culture, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But to someone, yeah. you know, who was in my shoes as a little boy to be called Haitian, it turned into a, a derogatory thing. Mm. And so looking at that, um, coupled with, uh, the term African booty scratcher is like, I, I know, you know, growing up, um, at times, um, you know, if you're making fun of somebody, you believe you're such an African booty scratcher. And so you take, a black American and you take, you know, uh, being a Haitian or being from Africa, the continent, or, and then more on, on, on a micro level, being from a, a country within the, the continent of Africa, uh, those two terms to a black American are synonymous with disdain or they're synonymous with something that you use to make fun of someone else. Okay. Um, which makes the black person you feel superior yeah. To the other ones? Yeah, okay. because if, if you're saying you're a Haitian, it's like, yeah. it's like you're lesser than this yeah. or because of whatever. Or you're African booty scratch, it means that you're this, right? Mm-hmm. So um, it's just so interesting that to kind of back to your point of coming into your household and you are Ghanaian. And really, in a way, that identity being bes- not bestowed, but it is just... As you as you step through the door, it is who you are, and we yeah. celebrate that. And, all, and I, whereas in my experience, being African American and, and growing up in that, um, I can see how in so many ways um, we uh, because we don't know where we come from um, because of slavery, and you know, some would say not being able to trace back, you know, where we're from. You know, past the you know the the early 1700s or whatever, because of slavery, um, it's it. I see how growing up for me, it was so easy for me to uh, make fun of others, and now I know why, in some ways, but make fun of others because of you know just having this this identity of okay, like you're black, and okay, so um, fast forwarding a little bit through. I guess middle school to high school, I see how for me, my identity as a, what it meant to be a black man or a black boy in America, um, there were certain things ingrained in me like you aren't going to be like what other black boys are, mm-hmm. whether it be being on the street or whether it be not going to school or whether it be um, being on this on this streamlined process to juvenile detention or jail or whatever cases. Mm-hmm. It was like my dad was very big on and my mom was very big on you're not going to be that. So mm-hmm. you are gonna to go to school. You are gonna do well in school. Um and I see how quickly in my psyche, um in my development I began to see how whether I knew it or not, I was being told that I was different from other black Americans that, that I was around. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and so that's interesting because you see how even within maybe, maybe to some degree how it is in Ghana or or in in other countries in Africa, there's this fragmentation that that takes place and there isn't so much of one is, but it's like, because of whatever reasons it's like, 
Okay, we have our own set of 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 norms and our, our own set of uh of things that we do in our household or in our subgroup and that that is the that is the right way but over here um we're going to finger point and say you're not going to be like that although to larger america we are one of the same you know what i'm saying but there's yeah. this there's this fragment here but That's so so give me a little glimpse into okay so like take me to maybe um either middle school or high school where you have to wrestle through maybe what it means to be african in the in, in the grand scape in the grand scheme of like america okay i mean for me it wasn't middle school or high school it was elementary school so that did happen for your elementary school oh absolutely uh, I, and that's i think that's the story of first generation when you're when you're first generation you wrestle with that at a much earlier age because of just the nature of kids, kids, you know, being mean, kids talking, kids, whatever, that it causes you to see the difference. You know, if you go to even something as simple as what you bring for lunch Mm -hmm. to school, Mm -hmm. Um, if you're bringing like traditional food Mm -hmm. that and, you know, Susie has a peanut butter sandwich. There's uh, the movie, um, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. And Mm -hmm. there's a scene in there like that, like where. I don't know what the dish is, some Greek dish she's trying to bring. She's just like, I just want like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, like Anna, you know, whatever. And it's just like, you just want to be, you don't want to draw attention to yourself, you know, because mm-hmm. I think it takes a while to develop that pride in your culture mm-hmm. and to develop that sense of like, you know, individuality and like to honor that and to embrace it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really happen developmentally like that young, like elementary school. So, or, you know, even middle school where you're trying to, you know, peer pressure and trying to like fit in and things like that. So yeah, um, it definitely was something that the way one of my uncles explained it to me was like black people, because black people were the meanest to me, black. And when I say black people, I mean, I guess what you would call African-American. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And not even the boys, it was really the girls. Mm -hmm. And, um, it came from how my uncle explained it to me was they're jealous because you know where you come from and they don't know where they come from. Mm. And when my uncle said that, I was just kind of like, I don't even think it's all that because <laughs> like, how do they even know to like, it didn't dawn on me that it was that deep, but hate is not natural. Hate mm-hmm. is learned. And so it's, you know, maybe ideas they heard at home or different things where it was like those people that kind of like you're talking about, mm-hmm. like you will not be like th- those things that are um, sort of indoctrinated at a young age that yeah. they projected, you know, onto me. So my friend, so because, so who am I going to gravitate towards? I'm going to gravitate towards the people who are nicer to me, which was the white people. Okay. And then because the white people accepted me and was my friends, the black people were like, Oh, you think you white now? Right. Uh, oh, you think, and then that made the divide between us Even that greater. much deeper, and Absolutely. yeah, and it was just like I'm just going where I'm accepted and where mm-hmm. like people are nice to me. Like I'm not trying to yeah, be yeah, white yeah. or you're be not, this or be you're that. You're not thinking of it on, on that level. On that level, right? Know? And so um, I remember in middle school, from third grade, would be my earliest time where I had like my friends, like my friends, my best friends that were, um, it was four of us, Kelly, who was white, Ban, who was, um, from Saudi Arabia, 
and then Xenia, who was Pakistanian, and it was the four of us. And we just bonded over Mariah Carey. And I was like, <laughs> after that, it was a done deal. You know, we go over to this one's house and have brownies and sleepovers and this one. And it was just, um, we liked the same things. You know, mm. it was very simple, you know, and basic. And just, um, we were really good friends. And I, I have, like, fond memories of that. And, um, you know, for years throughout school, we were friends. And so it was just... And I remember like um, the first day band, one of the girls, the one from Saudi Arabia, I remember her being the new girl to our elementary school in like third grade and the teacher introducing her and she was in the front. And then it was like, who wants to um, be her friend? Like, let her sit, you know? And um, I didn't like raise my hand or anything, but there was an open seat next to me and she just like walked over and sat down and it was just like, okay, cool. Like it wasn't any, Mm. I just didn't have certain things that I was thinking or whatever, but I do remember... Um, another girl saying that all Indians smelled like pee. Mm. I remember her saying that. And I think it had to do with like, um, just from their pores, like just their diet. I think certain Mm. cultures, like things you eat, it kind of like comes through your skin, Mm. you know, in a way. And maybe it was, um, a curry seasoning or some, I don't know, some type of seasoning that her, her, it registered that that smells like pee. And so, um, like, but I remember the girl who she would make fun of in the class who would be like, oh, she smells like pee. Like, I think she smelled a little different. You know, there was a certain, you know, seasoning to her, but it was like, she's really sweet. Like, I just always looked at the inside of a person. That was just something that I think I've, I've just always been that way from the uterus. <laughs> so I just, I just, <laughs> I just, I'm like that. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you did. No, that's so interesting. Okay, so fast forward a little bit to college where you and I meet, and I guess this, ad- I don't know what to call it, if it's an eventual, if it's a grind, or if it's an unpacking where, um, you know, first time I see you, and I. When I first saw you. Oh, God, I said, oh my. That's that Demi Fox song. Hold my hand, girl. That's my dream. That's my dream. Okay, that's another thing. So listen, when I first saw you with the eyes of light, yo, she's beautiful. It was like, man, like she's oh, she, she looks so exotic, right? Because it was yeah. it was a distinct thing, right? She so, from around here, exactly. So like, obviously, <laughs> you know, not growing well, growing up in South Florida, it's like you know, I had an eye for different um, looks, right? Mm-hmm. Listeners, we'd love to hear from you. Have questions, concerns, or comments? Email us at hello at blackdaddypodcast.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at blackdaddynow. And as always, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast in the iTunes app. See you next week on the Black Daddy Podcast.